Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor Joaquin G. Molina invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. We give you thanks, Lord, for your uh, incredible, precious, and sweet presence that is here tonight with us. And you promise whenever two or more are gathered in your name, you would be in the midst, and we know and sense that you're here with us in a marvelous way. We pray that you bless your word tonight and allow it to be a nourishment to our bodies, that we might be able, like it says in the word of God, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. So tonight, we nourish ourselves from your word and to receive that which is a light unto our path, is a lamp unto our feet. It makes us wise for understanding how the heavens open towards the earth on behalf of those who seek your pleasure. We pray that you would prosper your word in our hearts and in our lives and that it would take deep root so that it would sustain us in the days to come. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It was Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 6 Verse 1 that said these words. Um, Take care. Be careful you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Don't do your spiritual exercises to be noticed by men. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Verse 2. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed... Do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets that they might have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they already have their reward. Verse 3. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Notice that it says when you do. doesn't mean... um, if you do, because you're, the, the, the other translations that the Bible gives, it says, when you give, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Why? There's an expectation if you want to open up the heavens towards your life, that you have a generous hand, so our Father in heaven is generous towards you. So it says, when you give, give in this manner. It says in verse 4, um, also... That your charitable deed may be in secret. When you give, do it in secret. So your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. So the motivation for our spiritual exercise is a reward that pours forth from heaven. And so you'll notice why a lot of people aren't prosperous in their life. Because they give to nobody and they never have acts of generosity. But an open-handed person... Um, we can read Proverbs eleven twenty five, where it says, "A man who generously, um, uh, a generous soul will be rich, will be made rich." The way to prosperity is generosity. Stinginess gets you to the poorhouse, and usually, if you're stingy, you'll be stingy in your marriage. 
You'll be stingy towards your children. You'll be stingy in your family, in your church, and towards God. But the generous soul will be made rich, and he who refreshes others will also himself be refreshed. Him who is open. So that, that is a principle in the Word of God that is powerful. Going back to Matthew 6 and verse 4, that which we do in secret will be openly rewarded. And then verse 5, it continues on Jesus' powerful words. Say with me, when you pray. Why? Because you're expected to pray. How many of us pray? Not many of us. We'd rather call a friend. We'd rather call... Um, most powerful provision is, is we call 911. If you know how to pray before you call 911, I promise you it's going to be better than when the cops and the firemen get there. Because God's going to show up. You call upon the name of the Lord. Whenever anything's going on, Jesus! Call on his name. And let him show up before the policeman and before the uh, firemen. Uh, it was two years ago, one of our elders here at the church... Uh, an uh, old lady woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, uh, Saturday before prayer, and she went over to the CVS, and she was trying to do some stuff, and a guy jumped in her car and says, Lady, give me your purse and get out of the car. And she says, No, in Jesus' name, get out of my car. And he says, Okay, okay, give me your purse and stay with the car. And she goes, No, I rebuke you in Jesus' name, get out of my car. And the guy got out of the car and left. And so she came shaking to the prayer service, and we couldn't believe we have a ninja in our midst, right? Spiritual ninja. She was able to call upon the name of the Lord before she called anything or anyone. When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the church, synagogues, on the corners of the streets, that they might be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. If they're doing it just to be impressing others, that's the extent of the reward. Verse 6, Jesus says, But you, when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. Pray in your closet, because your Father who's in secret, who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Be charitable. Give. Do it in secret. Pray. And do it in secret, and you're going to see open reward. From our prayer. Verse 7. I'm sorry. Yeah. And when you pray, do not use vain repetition, not many words. God doesn't want you to be eloquent and articulate and have a lot of minutia coming out of your mouth. He wants you to be simple and sincere. He wants you to express your heart. That which weighs heavy in your heart, not vain repetition. I remember a friend of mine who left Cuba on a raft, on an inner tube. And they had gotten out about a certain ways, and they saw the Coast Guard, and they were in trouble. And none of them knew how to pray. So they started talking to one another and saying, who knows how to pray? Who knows how to pray? And one guy says, well, I learned the Our Father in Sunday school. He goes, well, pray it. Our Father who art in heaven, that will be that. And he finished. He says, is that all? He goes, well, then pray it again. So the only prayer he knew was the Our Father. Well, when the disciples asked Jesus to pray, he gave the Our Father as an example but not as the only prayer. So don't be repetitious in your prayer, for God is not a robot, hello, Lord, how you doing? Hello, Lord, how you doing? Hello, Lord, how you doing? Don't be repetitious because he wants you to 
Speak from the sincerity of your heart. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. It doesn't take a lot to have God answer your prayers. Pretty much a good prayer is, Lord, help. That simple prayer gets God to move on your behalf. Verse 8. Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you need before you ask Him. Verse 9. In this manner, therefore, you ought to pray, and he gives the example of the Our Father. Now look, interesting enough, in verse 16 of that same chapter, he's already talked about giving, which is a spiritual exercise for people that desire to prosper. He's talked about praying, which is a spiritual exercise of those that want to prosper. And then, verse 16, he says, Moreover, on top of giving, on top of praying, moreover, when you fast... This is a spiritual exercise that is for spiritual people that desire to move in the realm of God's pleasure. Do not be like the hypocrites with a sad face, for they get gloomy and their faces turn. They appear to be, uh, they appear to be men to be fasting. Uh, assuredly, I say to you, that's their reward. You go around fasting and you're, you're trying to impress people that the fact you're fasting... You got your reward in that impression. But let's go to verse 17. But when, say when. when. And, and some of us will say never. No, the Bible says when you fast, make sure you wash your face, put some nice cologne on, anoint your head. Verse 18. So that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father which is in heaven, who sees the secret place of your life and your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly so we began a couple of years ago to move in the realm of the Daniel fast which is 21 days of fasting for some of us it was brand new it was like going to the gym for the first time we lasted like two seconds We're like pastor that's it I fasted not 21 days but the first part of 21 which is two days and that's not bad that's better than not working out spiritually. And God wants us to begin to develop our spiritual exercises. What for? It says when we give charitable, when we pray, when we fast, in secret, in a hidden place, our Father in heaven sees and openly rewards. When all three things are put together, God will move in incredible manner. Uh, we've seen evidence of His faithfulness in this regard. Why do we do it at the first of the year? Because we feel that being able to walk in 21 days of fasting, which we will explain now, will open the heavens February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. We want open heavens towards our life and our family by walking in a manner that pleases God. And so here during this time, we will say, God, in these times, these 21 days, we're, we're praying for grace. We're praying for unity. We're praying for our talents to be used. We're, we're connecting. You know, it, it's amazing how much eating takes place in our lives. <laughs> eating is a great part of our existence. And so when we say time out on eating, and we're not eating what we like and running to the places where we can eat well, um, now we have time to say, man, God, I, I, in the last three days when we started on Monday, Tuesday, today's Wednesday, um, 
thanking God for so many particular aspects of my life. So many areas that I'm, I'm just, I'm, I get to concentrate more on God. I get to concentrate more on my relationship with Him. My body doesn't like it. My body's going, hey, what's going on here? There's no movement. And all of this to tell my body that my spirit overrides my body. My spirit, the inner man, and we're going to see this now, is growing stronger and there is no other choice for the body than submit itself to the spirit. We tell the Lord we need you. Lord, I'm willing to go without food to show you I need you, I love you, and I acknowledge you as my sole source in my life. That without provision, I was thanking God for water. That is the last time we thank God for water. We just take it and we think we're entitled to it. But the water sustains us during this fast. Fasting is the actual stopping to eat to devote ourselves more to time and seeking the Lord's face. It's a spiritual habit that's taught throughout the Bible. I want to tell you that as Christians, we are the most spoiled people upon the earth. Why? Because every religion on the earth fasts to their demons and to their uh, worship and rituals to get aligned with, with darkness. And, and so you'll see that we haven't made much effort as we bask in the generous grace of God. Matthew, we already went through Matthew 6, 16. We'll go to this next verse. Um, it's Psalm 69, verse 10. One of the illustrations we have of the psalmist is saying, Lord, I humble myself before you. When I wept and I humbled my soul with fasting, that everything started going wrong in my life with respect to when you subtract food, we see our true condition. What, what if God were to withhold his hand from our life? And so a manner in which the psalmist would humble himself before God is through fasting. When I wept and I humbled my soul with fasting, what happens when you humble yourself before the Lord? 1 Peter 5, 6. He promises that those who humble themselves before the Lord, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he might exalt you in due time. It's a, it's a formula for success. Uh, I used to think, Lord, I hope that sometime I have an opportunity to humble myself or, or, or better said that you would humble me, Lord. Teach me humility. But the Bible says, humble yourself. You come to the place of humility so that the mighty hand of God can raise you up. So in the Jewish times, they used to not only use fasting, but the Jewish men, whenever they were going through hardship and, and stressful times, they would throw themselves on the dirt and they would throw ashes and dust upon their, their backs. And you say, why? That's, a, that's unusual. That's obscure. That's crazy. And you know what they were doing? They were saying, if God sees my humility, he's going to show up and defend my cause. If God sees an attitude that is lowly, 
God is going to be on my side. And so these are the attributes that strengthen the inner man. Many of us have gone to the gym. If you ask many people, even people that don't work out, you say, you go to the gym? Yeah, I go to the gym. You don't look like it. You don't look like you spent any time in the gym. Um, so these are trying to come to a place to have an outer muscular physique and, and to show off how they've worked out their body. Well, look what it says in Ephesians 3.16. He says that God would grant you according to his great riches in glory to be strengthened with power and might through his spirit in the inner man. Fasting allows your inner man to develop and be strong. And so a lot of these guys that are walking around like muscles upon muscles and tumors upon tumors, um, when they have to be faithful to their wives, they're wimps. When they have to forgive, they're wimps because their inner man hasn't worked out. So fasting allows your inner man that gives you the strength to walk around with true courage, true strength, and to overcome great adversity as we fast and exercise spiritually. Fasting is not easy, and it's supposed to weary your body. Pushing away from the table the first few days makes you feel very sick. You might get headaches. Fasting is preparing for what is ahead, for what's going to happen amongst God's people. To know that if we slow down and we allow God to take over, we will have incredible increase. Ezra chapter 8 verse 21. In the book of Ezra in the Old Testament, as they were traveling and trying to find a place where they would prosper, Ezra proclaimed a fast at a certain river that we might humble ourselves. There it is again, the relationship of fasting with the act of humility. It's not a waste of time. It's not a boring spiritual exercise. It's not some crazy ritual. It's the manner in which God has chosen to show forth humility, that we might humble ourselves before our God. We're not serving demons. We're not serving evil spirits. A God who acknowledges our humility and fasting to seek from Him the direction for our lives. And some people are confused. What do I do? Where do I go? Who do I? Listen, fast. Remember this one mother was having a hardship with her adolescent daughter, and she kept on running away and sleeping around town. And the mom says, I'm going to do a fast for my daughter. And sure enough, before the fast was over, her daughter had repented, had restored, had rehabilitated, had healed. Nobody had seen the mother's fasting but God. And God moved in her direction to seek from him the right way for us. There's many ways, but our fasting gives us the right way. And to take care of our little ones, our children. And we're stressed out and we want to send our kids to some type of military boot camp or we want to send them away to some type of rehabilitation center. And God says, fast. Fast before my presence that I might take care of your little ones. And all our possessions. 
We're stressed out about getting insurance to insure, to get an umbrella to insure, to cover, to cover, to cover. When God is saying, I want to be your cover. I want to be your place of refreshing. I want to be your shadow. Humble yourselves. Seek from him direction. Seek from him protection for your little ones. And seek from him the covering to your possessions. Uh, it comes to mind repossessions, foreclosures, all sorts of things that stress humans out as they refuse to understand fasting, as they refuse to understand that God wants to show up to cover you in that regards. The three primary reasons for fasting is to energize your inner man, your spiritual life, to receive from God, um, to better connect, to be able to be more uh, aligned with God's provision. Here in Psalm 42, verse 1, fasting shows that you are thirsty for God. How many are thirsty for God? I want God to show up. Being thirsty for God, saying, I want God to satisfy my ever longing. And he says, as a deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O God. Verse 2, my soul thirsts for God, the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? God, when are you going to show up? When am I going to see you in my life? When you thirst for him? When you seek him with all your heart? When you're walking in a manner which shows your desire? Fasting begins to release supernatural power for breakthroughs, for special directions to come against the devil. In Matthew 17, verse 21, they were having hardship with a demon, with a time of distress. Uh, the devil was holding back from them that which God wanted to give them. And he says, this doesn't resolve itself except by prayer and fasting. What you're striving against is not just going to happen on mere prayer. They were praying. But he says, this kind won't come out except through fasting. So we're getting aligned with this regard, Isaiah 58, 6 says that when you fast, it looses the grip of wickedness. It unloads heavy burdens. It allows captive people to go free. It breaks every yoke of the enemy. I, I praise God for the fact that we have provision in this time. Sometimes things are going wrong and we have to get down to fasting. In Joel chapter 2, verse 15, as the people of God were going through a hardship, they would blow the trumpet, and they weren't calling for military strength. They weren't calling for uh, military power and weapons. Blow the trumpet in Zion and call a fast. Have the assembly come together. And so what happens when the assembly comes together and fast, verse 25, it says what can happen. God promises that he will restore to you everything the devil has ever stolen from you. That which the swarming locusts have eaten and the crawling locusts have consumed and the chewing locusts, that great army that has been sent against you is being totally, verse 26, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of your God who has done wonderful things and my people shall never be put to shame. 
That all started with the calling together of an assembly fast. If you want to know the truth, how I got through law school, the people were fasting and praying. Every time I had a final exam, every time I had a hardship, I would go to the church. I'd tell all the fasters, hey, there's a big battle coming. Pray and fast because I want the victory. And I got the victory. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, those who diligently seek me, fasting is as diligent as it gets. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that God is and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Fasting is in that level of diligently seeking God. When God sees a human being, especially a woman, put away food, it's time for some incredible, God is paying attention. No offense to the ladies, but they could eat. God is paying attention, and he is a great rewarder of those who purpose to line up with them. Now we start understanding why a lot of things in our life are out of order and why a lot of things are, we don't have direction, there's confusion, we don't have strength, we have our little ones that, that are in the mix, suffering our inability, and all God is calling us to is to a closer alignment, to participate with what God wants. A lot of people fast so that they look better physically. Uh, although that's one of the rewards of fasting, that's not the purpose why we fast. We understand that a third of the world goes to bed every night without eating. We start understanding that spiritual religions in the whole world fast to their demons. In the Bible, we see Jesus fasts for 40 days, and I've been contemplating this. How? Does a person fast for 40 days? That must be some intense relationship with God. That must be some intense aligning yourself up to change the world. Moses fasted for 40 days. Joshua fasted for 40 days. Paul fasted for 14 days. Daniel fasted for 21 days. Peter fasted for three days. As we walk out this fast, we get to see what God has on the other side of it. In Luke chapter 2, verse 37, there's an example of a woman called Anna. And she was of the tribe of Asher, and she was very, she was very, 84 years old, the Bible says. She did not leave the temple, but was able to serve God with fasting and prayer day, night and day. That was her life lined up with prayer and fasting. And she positioned herself to partake in the greatest moment when Jesus walked through the door and she was able to see the Messiah. The clarity of a vision to be able to see God. What we do during these 21 days, modeling chapter 10 of Daniel, verse 3. Daniel says like this, I ate no pleasurable or pleasant food what's that mean food that you like and some of us say I like all foods well then food that you most like forego them particularly he talks about meat we love meat he says no meat I did not taste wine in my mouth nor did I anoint myself 
all till the three weeks were fulfilled. So we follow in this track and we say, okay, Lord, we're not going to eat anything we like. Uh, for a Cuban, bread is something very significant that we like. So we forego bread for th three weeks. Sugar is another item that we like. We forego sugar. Rice is a Cuban main meal. We forego rice. I think we accept brown rice. And so the elements of any particular aspect of your fasting is something that's recognized before God. Our children, they won't fast food because it's not healthy for them as they go to school, but they fast their Nintendo and their Xbox. They fast their texting and their, their, um, their computer, their social networks for three weeks, and this is almost like murder for them. But they're doing it because they want to show God they love Him, they need Him, they want Him. They're walking in this aspect to be able to get the favor of God upon their lives. And so it was Daniel for three weeks, had no meat, no wine, no uh, pleasant food. Verse 12, he got his answer from the Lord. And the answer from the Lord was, Daniel, don't fear. Because the very first day you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself through this fast, your words were heard, and I've come to rescue you as a result of your words. God shows up, my people. God shows up in wonderful ways, and we don't do this as a ritual or spiritual exercise. I want to make sure that we're not drinking soft drinks, again, pleasurable shakes, uh, but we had limited to vegetables and fruits. We put away dairy products because we're really into cheese and milk and all of the above. The Bible says in chapter 13 of Acts, verse 1, as they served the Lord, this is the New Testament. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets. And it says certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who called Niger, who had been brought up with Herod and the Patriarch and Saul, verse 2. As they ministered, they served the Lord and, say with me, fasted. The Holy Spirit said, separate for me Barnabas and Saul to the work that I've called them to. We want to hear God in this season. We want to hear from the Lord what he wants us to do in this regard. Luke 10, verse 2. God desires to send laborers out to the field. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth workers that will work in his harvest. Let's stand tonight and ask God. Some of us are brand new tonight. We've come for the first time. Some of us have been here for 15 years and have never fasted. Ask God to give you the courage to be able to do so. Ask God to give you the strength to be able to sustain. I've asked the Lord, Lord, give spring of life grace that we can fast in a manner which is consequential to incredible return. I, I, I enjoy it. I'm going to see it. It happened uh, Last year with the Isaiah fast even, the year before with the Daniel fast, we have incredible reports from the body of Christ as they journey with God 
in this spiritual exercise for the inner man. And as an assembly also, uh, we're going to make uh, strivings for hearing from God in special areas and open heavens and windows. We expect um, superior excellence from our lives in, in this year. Where I, I, just, I just sense an incredible supernatural uh, divine breakthrough for our church and for our ministry uh, like we haven't seen for many years. Um, let's go ahead and ask the worship team to get ready for a song. And can you, can you ask the Lord to lead you during this fast? Um, I, I want to caution. This is very important now. If you have a physical infirmity that requires your nutrition, please don't do something foolish. Because a lot of people do. You have issues with diabetes. You have issues with blood sugar and all this stuff. Don't, don't, don't get yourself in the hospital and say, Pastor told me to fast. <laughs> fast the Miami Herald. Fast your television time. Fast going to hang out with your friends. Get away from those elements that all they're doing is, is marring your life. And, and then have wisdom. Um, listen to me. Spring of life has been known to be super creative during fasting. We've heard things as veggie churrascos. <laughs> Pastor, I had a churrasco. What do you mean you had it? Yeah, it was a veggie churrasco. I'm like, really? Hummus is an all-time favorite. We eat so much hummus during these days that we start talking Arabic. <laughs> but let's be wise in this time. Let's enjoy it. It's a time to be close to God. It's a time to, to draw close to Him, and he, he sees our heart. Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness in this place. We give you thanks that you're giving the instructions of life, of peace, of blessing to our lives and to our families, that we might grow in the spiritual inner man. We've already tried the exterior outer man, and the Bible says the outer man is perishing, but the inner man is growing stronger and stronger. So allow us to walk out our fast these 21 days to see your glory and to be rewarded from the hand which best rewards those who seek his face and humble themselves before him. We acknowledge you as our source, and we know, Father God, that these are the days that you have set for us aside for the remainder of the year to see your reward. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Greet one another in the love of the Lord. I surrender. Surrender. The cafeteria is open with Daniel fast food. I want to know and not Burger King fast food. More. I want to know.